Android boxes. Now, some of you, as I said, Android boxes are something that is going to be uh, just a whoof right over the top of your head for some people. Others of you know exactly what it is because you probably own them and use them and love them. Essentially, and my next guest will correct me where I get this wrong as we're going along here, but essentially it is a box like an Apple TV or something along those lines, similar looking. It's just a thing you connect to your television set that allows you to stream content onto your set through various apps, through various connections, and it allows you to basically watch everything for free. You get all the channels. You can look have channels from around the world, movies, sports, whatever else. You watch everything for free. It sounds too good to be true. A lot of people would say, well, the courts are now saying mm, might it might actually be. Federal Court of Canada has handed down an injunction against distributors of Android-based bo- setup boxes that are configured for piracy, which is what they call it. So, where does this bring us? What do we do this? Because a lot of people thought this was going to be the future of TV. Alan Mendelson is a lawyer specializing in matters pertaining to the internet. He joins me now. Alan, thanks for doing this tonight. It's my pleasure, Scott. How are you? I'm excellent, thank you. Now, I am not, I'll say it up front, and I'm not doing this just to uh, protect myself in the case any police officers are listening. Um, Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah, no, I am not an Android box user, and I'll tell you part of the reason why is because I've always thought when I heard about these things that it seemed that at some point somebody was going to declare these things illegal because they just seemed, as I say, too good to be true, that if you're used to paying for cable and now you get everything for free, it kind of sounds shady, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. And no no question with you. You know, I agree with you. It is too good to be true. Now, you know, getting everything in the world for free, that is stretching it a little bit. Um, You know, there has to be somebody out there on the internet who's distributing a particular content uh, for the, you know, creators of the app or program that you're using through that box to be able to pull it off the internet for free. Not to mention that there are certain services out there that actually charge for pirated content. And that's also part of those boxes where you can pay a few dollars a month to get a whole bunch of other content. So it's not everything in the world for free, but it's close enough that it's you know problematic well if i'm someone who is paying 100 or 125 bucks a month in cable fees to get a limited number of channels and i hear that for maybe 150 or 200 bucks i can buy a magic box that basically will give me at least as many channels as i have and probably an awful lot more uh that certainly says that me being the cable buyer is a sucker uh well i wouldn't go that no well i mean yes you're, you're maybe, maybe sucker is the wrong word that's pushing it. Um, you know, there are limitations, technological limitations to these boxes. You know, if you are watching the Super Bowl through your cable, for the most part, you can expect that you're going to have a perfect signal for, that, for the entire Super Bowl. Anyone who's watched any live sports online, and even though you're watching it through your TV, it's still a, you know, an Internet-based signal. Anyone who's watched live sports will tell you that you know, the picture quality can be bad. It can freeze up on you. You know, so imagine if your team is driving in the last two minutes of the Super Bowl and the thing freezes up on you. Well, maybe you're, there's, there is a certain advantage to actually having paid your cable company. I'm not saying, you know, for the most part, that doesn't happen, but that is certainly a possibility when you're, you know, using the Internet to consume all your content, especially live content. That's always an issue. But, and, and so it's no doubt, Alan, that 
it, it's there's no uh, curiosity or confusion why it is the cable companies that are arguing like crazy that these things can't be allowed to be out there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's no question. It is a direct competition to their revenue model, um, and it's you know it's it's pretty cut and dry. You know, the, 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 from the legal side of it, there are two things going on here. There's the Copyright Act and there's the Telecommunications Act. Probably it is pretty cut and dry that both of those are being violated. You know, to broadcast programming in this country, you require a license under the Telecommunications Act. You, you certainly don't have one, you know, through these, the companies that are running through these boxes. You know, to distribute content, you have to own the copyright to it or at least have licensed the copyright to it. And again, that's clearly not happening. So from a legal standpoint, you know, there's two laws that are clearly being violated here. So most likely, you know, the cable companies are going to win for in the long run on, the, on, you know, on these issues. Do we have any idea, and I don't know if this falls into your area, I mean, I know internet law does, but do we have any idea how widespread this is? I mean, do you believe that... One in a hundred Canadians have something like this, or one in a thousand, or one in a million. I mean, how how many people would this affect? I I, I don't. I certainly would not say one in a hundred. Um, you know, the numbers I've heard are probably more in the one in the several thousand. Uh, maybe you know the, these boxes. They're slowly but surely starting to come in. There's a lot of people out there, by the way. You know, the more technologically savvy people who can basically build these own boxes for themselves, right? The difference between, you know, the technological savvy person, he can attach any computer to his television and do exactly the same thing that these boxes are doing. These boxes are just saving you the step of having to set that up for yourself, which may be too complicated for the average consumer. But the technologically advanced consumer can do exactly the same thing with or without this box. Can't, so, uh, you know. Well, no, let me follow that up, because can they? Because I know that earlier this year, uh, the, the, like Netflix, for example, put the uh, VPN blocker, so if you were using a box or something else to be able to get access to the American Netflix, that was then cut off. Does that not exist, or is that just because Netflix did it, but it doesn't actually mean anyone else is doing it? Remember, Netflix, while the most well-known of an online service, you know, television, or let's call them content service provider, is one of many, many, many. Now, it is the most above-board one, and it is the one where, you know, that's the most legal, shall we say, but there is a whole long list of, shall we say, less legal uh, certain, you know, content providers out there that if you know what you're doing, you can get that content. So, you know, that's not, it's not, that's not feasible, for the average person who shops at Best Buy, but for a more technological person, it's not a problem at all. All right. So, you know, it's not eliminating the issue of piracy. Let's move right into your wheelhouse here then, because this is this is affecting streaming services. Now, for someone explained it to me, and just as a background to people who are, and again, you jump in here, and Alan, at any point if I say something wrong here, but it was explained to me that streaming, the difference between streaming and downloading is that downloading is like holding a bucket underneath a running faucet on your sink so that at some point you are possessing that water. The water is in your control. You're holding the water in the bucket. That is your water. Streaming would be like holding a strainer under the same tap so the water is simply running through it and you can see it going through, 
but you're not actually possessing it, which makes it very difficult legally to say that you somehow have done something illegal because you've never touched it. You've never possessed it. You've only viewed it. Is, is that so is that a fair argument or a fair dis- description? It is. It, it, the, the, the one problem I see with that particular analogy is that the uh, it is correct in that when you collect the bucket of water, you have the... Um, the, the the whatever let's call it the the movie or the ice cube you know what, whatever it is that you've got you've got it a bucket of water gets consumed it doesn't get replenished the thing that you have downloaded can be consumed over and over it's permanent so it's as if you had a bottomless bucket of water as soon as you finish drinking the bucket of water the bucket of water replenished itself and you could drink it again so I download a copy of you know insert large blockbuster movie here, as soon as I watch it, if I've downloaded it properly, properly in the sense of, you know, downloaded it um, in a permanent state, I can watch it, but then I watch it again, and then I watch it again. So it can be consumed over and over and over. So, but yes, that, that, that analogy sort of stands from, you know, the, the legal perspective of it, Piracy is piracy is piracy. So, you know, you, you consuming content, whether you streamed it or downloaded it, that you have not paid for, that the person distributing it to you has not paid for, well, that's still piracy, however you want to look at how bad piracy is or not. But for a government or an agency of some kind to try and track you down and charge you or something, the fact that you downloaded something and have it on your computer shows that you've possessed it, whereas streaming it, it becomes very, very difficult to establish a legal thing. It's been very difficult for for governments or whoever to establish how you could be held responsible for streaming, I understand. So what they seem to be doing... I'll interrupt you there. Yeah, please. Just because, yes, it may be a tiny bit easier because you actually own, you have that bucket of water sitting on your computer, so to speak, so the evidence is sort of there. Yep. But the you having received a streaming illegal movie compared to you having downloaded an illegal movie, those two things have the exact same, uh, let's call them fingerprints. The fingerprints are the date and the time and the IP address from which you either downloaded it or streamed it. Those three things are enough, for the most part, under law, to establish your culpability, whether you stream them or downloaded them. So IP address, date, and time, that is, tra- that is traceable to every Internet device. So at a certain moment, my computer right now is, collect- is connected to the Internet via a very specific IP address, a series of four numbers, at a particular date and time. And my, I- my Internet service provider, Videotron, knows those three things. So someone at the other end who can trace me will know that it's me. So whether I've downloaded it or streamed it, the same, you know, evidence is there. Okay. All right, because it seemed to me that when they were going after the Android boxes, the one thing they might be doing now is saying, you know what, it's really complicated, it's really difficult 
to nail people for this stuff. But if we, rather than going after the water, to use the analogy and stretch it to a painful length, if we don't go after the water, but we go after the strainer, we just take away the device that allows you to watch it or to feed it to your TV. Well, this we can, this is a tangible box. This is a real thing. We can actually try and control this and it's a little more controllable. Sure. It's it's absolutely a little more controllable. There's no problem. But uh, like I've said, you know, I'm, I'm not so technological savvy, but I'm sufficiently technological savvy to go out tomorrow and purchase enough equipment, and it's just a computer and a hard drive and some programming, to create this box myself that has an HDMI output and whatever. I, I could do it. You could do it. I could give you instructions on how to do it. So, you know, yes, you know, they, they saw the the Bell and the Rogers, et cetera, the copyright owners and the cable distributors, they saw the best opportunity to at least put a dent in their market is to stop the, the you know, these pre these boxes that have all of that stuff pre done already. That make it um, easy for the people who aren't technologically savvy to hook it up. Exactly. You know, so they, they, they've prevented that particular market, but it's a you know it's a significant drop in our bucket, so to speak, but it's not the entire bucket of piracy. Now, last thing, and i got to let you go, the injunction that I understand was, uh, as I read it, the injunction that was passed down by the court in Canada says it's now illegal to sell one of these boxes, but it didn't say that I saw that it was illegal to own one of these boxes. Is Correct. so? So they're not going to go door to door and finding out who has one of these things, or even if someone happens to turn you in, if you own one, you're still okay. It's, you just can't sell one to someone. Uh, yes, according to this particular judgment, right, and again, right. this, this judgment is even just an injunction. It's not even, it's the, the far from the last word that we're going to hear in this case. So this, you know, the judgment that we've got in front of us now is just saying, look, these six companies that were selling these boxes, you're not allowed to sell those boxes anymore. That's all, that, until this entire case gets resolved. That's basically all this says at the, at the, at the moment. It is, uh, it is a complicated, but it is a fascinating topic because, as I said off the top, I think a lot of people probably still look at this kind of thing and think, you know, this is where I'm going to get my TV in the future. This, is, this may sound like it's science fiction or something for people who aren't as tech savvy, but you know what? This is, this is going to be a struggle. You've got to know the companies are going to be going after this over and over and over to keep people buying their cable subscriptions because if they don't, Man, oh man, the uh, the cable companies <laughs> find themselves in a lot of trouble. Alan Mendelson, lawyer out of Montreal, really appreciate your time today. Thank you for doing hey, this. My pleasure, Scott. Have a great evening.